We are studying the book of Hebrews here on the Radio Bible Course, and we welcome you to our study. We are in chapter 1 and verse 1, which reads, In many and various ways God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. In yesterday's program, we talked about the many ways in which God spoke, that is, through the various prophets over a long period of time. And and today we want to explore those various ways that God revealed his word through those Old Testament prophets. Some of God's revelation came through visions. Some men heard voices. A man like Daniel received a dream. Then there were miracles. And God revealed his will through the cloud which led the Israelites by day in the wilderness. He also guided them and revealed himself by the pillar of fire. Some of the revelation came through angels. There were angelic appearances throughout the Old Testament. And in the palace in Babylon, which Nebuchadnezzar had built, his son Belshazzar had a large dinner for the nobles. And on the plaster wall of that palace, the finger of God began to write, and it spelled doom for that kingdom. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom. It was God speaking in every case. The prophets were so convinced that God had revealed his word to them that they dared to speak those things to the authorities, even though it might mean their life. They were convinced that God had spoken. In addition, in verse 1, the writer restricts that speaking, as he says, to our fathers. He's talking about the Jews. Nowhere in the Bible does it say God spoke through anybody else. There were many religions in the world when the children of Israel came into the land of Canaan. There was religion in Egypt while they were slaves there. But never do the Old Testament prophets ever refer to God speaking through others. Now, in verse 2, the writer says, But in these last days... He has spoken to us by a son whom he appointed the heir of all things. Since the writer refers to the last days as the time when Jesus Christ spoke, we need to change our opinion about what the Bible means by the last days. Now, I have heard many preachers say that we are living in the last days. Of course we are in the last days. The last days began almost 2,000 years ago, and we are still in the last days. We are the church of the last days. Unfortunately, this expression, last days, is too often connected with the very end of the last days in an attempt to perhaps frighten people into responding to God. But keep in mind that the last days began with Jesus Christ in the first century, and the last days will end when Jesus Christ appears in the heavens and the church is removed from this earth. Then it will all be over. Then we have another day coming on the scene, and it's known as the day of the Lord, and it begins with that judgment of the tribulation. 
And that, too, was the subject of revelation which God gave to the Old Testament prophets, for they told of these days, the day of the Lord, when judgment would fall on Israel. But Jesus also talked about that time. Now it says that God has spoken to us by a son. In the New International Version, it says by his son. Either is permissible here, because that's the intended meaning, of course. And from verse 2, we can conclude that Jesus is not only the messenger of God, that is, he was speaking for God when he came here, but he is also the message of God. The message of God is a person, not a religion. And that person is the one called the Son of God. Jesus said that he spoke for God, that everything he said was what God commanded him to say. Jesus explained it this way, If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has a judge. The word that I have spoken will be his judge on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority. The Father who sent me has himself given me commandment what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has bidden me. Jesus was the perfect spokesman for God. And when the disciples asked him to show them the Father, he went so far as to say, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And Jesus said in John 5, If you do not honor him, you do not honor the Father who sent him. Jesus saw his role on this earth as speaking for the Father and representing the Father. Now there are people who take the New Testament and say, well, I believe the words of Jesus. I believe those are inspired and those are authoritative, but not necessarily the writings of Paul or Peter or someone else. Friends, you must take it all or none of it, because Jesus spoke through those men. He said as much in John chapter 16, beginning with verse 12, and this happened the day before he was crucified. He was with his apostles and said, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said, that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, as you ponder that passage, you realize that Jesus could not teach them everything he wanted to teach because they were not able to handle that teaching. And so it was his plan that after his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven that he would send the Spirit and the Spirit would resume the teaching program of Jesus with these apostles. Now, whatever was written after that time was written because the Spirit came and, under the instruction of Jesus, 
told Paul and Peter and John and others what to write. Jesus is still speaking after his death. Your New Testament consists of what Jesus is speaking. He spoke through the apostles and the prophets, and we ought to be very careful about disagreeing with any of them. And I have heard so many people saying, oftentimes women, who don't understand Paul's writings, they say, I don't like Paul. He seems to be against women. Well, when you say that with an understanding of what Paul wrote and why he wrote, one would need to conclude that you are disagreeing with Jesus, not with Paul the Apostle, for he was not writing on his own authority. He was writing what the Spirit taught him to write. Now, you may say, I don't agree with James, because James doesn't seem to understand the grace gospel. Oh, yes, he does. The problem is, we don't understand how to interpret James. And most people don't understand the basic rules of hermeneutics, which, first of all, calls for a basic principle of reading the context. Now, if you don't agree with James, you don't agree with Jesus because James wrote according to the instruction of the Spirit, and the Spirit got his message from Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus said here in John chapter 16. He said, He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now the Spirit came to glorify Jesus. And what better way than to announce what Jesus had taught through the apostles and the prophets of the New Testament. They spoke and they wrote the message of Jesus as he promised. Now, Jesus is the final word. Jesus said the Spirit would show them things to come and they wrote them. And we have many future things in the New Testament, including the book of Revelation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and many other passages about the return of Jesus Christ and the judgments to come and so forth. Paul wrote about the resurrection of the dead and how our bodies will be glorified and changed. That's all future. The Spirit was speaking for Jesus in regard to those subjects. Now, is there more information to come? Is there more revelation that we should expect? There can't be. Why not? Because Jesus told them that the Spirit would teach them all the truth. The apostles and their associates did receive all the truth from the Father before the end of that century. Now, the reason I bring this up is that in recent centuries, men have claimed to have received from God a new revelation. Can that be? Well, one of them is the Reverend Moon. He's the founder of what we call the Moonies. The Reverend Moon claims that God gave him a revelation, and he wrote it down. It's called the Divine Principle. Well, not many people accept that, but the Moonies do. And there are other people who claim that a message came on golden plates and that it is a new revelation or a new testament, the testament of Jesus. Now, that's nonsense because Jesus himself announced 
that in the first century the apostles would get the revelation of all of the truth. Beware of people who say, God told me. Friends, I think we need to accept what the scripture says, that God spoke in many and various ways of old to the Jews by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, but the verse does not say, and centuries later he will speak some more through other men. We need to accept the fact that God has completed his revelation. We know everything that God wants us to know, his plans, his programs, his ways of dealing with men, all through the judgment and the establishment of a new heaven and the new earth, they have all been revealed, and there is nothing that is missing. We don't need any more revelation, but revelation will be claimed by those who reject the revelation of God and want to propagate their own ideas and establish their own religion, and that is exactly what has happened. Now, God is the author of both the Old and the New Testaments. He spoke in the Old Testament about the Messiah to come, and then he spoke through the Messiah who had come, and we have that revelation. God not only spoke words by his Son, but he also spoke through what the Son did. His crosswork is the powerful message of the grace of God. God also spoke through the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, and he announced to the whole world that this is the one he has chosen to judge the world. The writer of Hebrews is going to tell us much, much more about this wonderful person, Jesus the Messiah. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news.